In roller derby, holding space is an empowering, often intimidating act of strength and strategy for oneself and or teammates. Holding Space, the podcast, clears the floor for conversations that touch upon race, class, identity, and privilege to amplify stories, build community, and make more connections in the skate world. Expect lots of smart, dope skate people musing about life on and off eight wheels and silliness. Can't forget the silliness that you never knew you needed and won't be able to live without. This is Holding Space with Magical Wheelism. Welcome. What's up, everyone? I just wanted to quickly give you a thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of the love and positive feedback that the launch of Holding Space with Magical Realism received. On this week's episode, I chatted with Adrian Cooper, a first-time entrepreneur about reimagining the roller rink model and transforming it into Moonlight Roller Lounge, a 21 and over skating venue set to open in Chattanooga, Tennessee in 2020. I had a blast talking with Adrian about being an entrepreneur, being a woman of color in the South, being a mother to an 18 month old and trying to make what some have described a cute pie in the sky project uh, into a reality. But where there's a will, there's a way. And as you'll hear Adrian share, she's definitely found her squad and is determined to make this happen. Enjoy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited uh, to meet you. And thank you so much for having me on. Were you ever in Derby? No, I was not ever in Derby. I actually am new to the world of skating. This year, I got my first pair of roller skates. And I had so you dove in, huh? <laughs> hard. We went all the way in. I uh, I grew up in a family of roller skaters, and my tenth birthday party was a roller skating birthday party. But life, the military, uh, just not a lot of cool rinks in the area uh, led me to away from skating. But we're back. We're back full force, and uh, we are so excited. That is amazing. What inspired you to open up Moonlight Roller Lounge? So actually, in January of this year, I was working in catering sales, and I was introduced to this woman who is literally sunshine on wheels. She is fabulous. She had a pair of purple moxie roller skates. I had never seen purple roller skates before. So I was just completely enamored with the vibe, with the feeling of just being around her. So we ended up working for the same catering company and she was like, you got to get a pair of roller skates. You got to start roller skating with me. So I got my skates and the first time that I went to our local rink, I was taken out hard by a child. And that's when I realized that there are like no places around me for adults to skate who enjoy skating. Like I said, my background's in catering sales. So the town that I'm in, we 
we have one of the highest rates of new businesses coming to our area. So I do a lot. I worked a lot with events and conferences, and I realized that there is a way to combine the social aspect of a bar and roller skating in a way that is safe and fun and would just bring so many new people into the roller skating community. Because, you know, now the only people who are really going to our local rink are children and people who love to roller skate because there's no other indoor options for them. So they don't really have a choice. This is Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So Chattanooga has one rink and it's a all age rink. And but you've also found what what is the skating scene like in Tennessee or in Chattanooga? Like how familiar are you and how big is it? Um, so I completely dived in and we have a huge skating community. We have a very active derby and our local, the Chattanooga Roller Girls are our local derby um, team. And they have a very loyal and very large following. Um, In addition to the derby scene, we also have a growing community of jam skaters. And I feel like that community is just limited with a ceiling because there's not really a way to introduce new people into the market because the only way you're going to get them to come is if they're really interested in roller skating. But if you can add an arcade, you add a bar, you add something else that can attract adults, then when they get there, they might realize, oh my gosh, I could have been roller skating this whole time. Roller skating's the business and I've just been missing out. A lot of people have just forgotten in the 90s when malls were becoming huge, um, roller skating just kind of died out. And I think that rinks have done a very poor job advertising themselves for entertainment. So most adults don't see a rink as something, you know, for adults to go do on a Friday or Saturday night. So I think we can change that perception and make rinks a more social environment. Have you modeled Moonlight on any existing rinks elsewhere? Or was this like a brainchild that you were just like, this doesn't have a model, I'm creating this? So we actually, we are um, a completely unique model, which has been very expensive because there is no existing market research on a model like this. So I have had to do all of the market research completely independently. I wasted a lot of money. Um, I learned very quickly that there were no existing business models. Um, I thought that there might be. Um, I knew that there were other rinks that sold alcohol. They did sip and skate. They had bars and restaurants. So because of that, I just assumed that somewhere in the world, somewhere in the United States, there was another 21 and up ring. It wasn't until I was five months in and had spent a considerable amount of money on market research that I got an email from the company that essentially told me that we don't have market research for you now. So you get a partial refund and we'll keep you posted when you know, more comes in. So I was like, great. Okay. So I hit the streets. That's when I dove in. I completely hit the streets. I just started Googling literally roller skating rinks in the United States and finding the top rinks. And I just called them and spoke to their managers. I spoke to the owners, told them what I was trying to do out here. And I have been incredibly supported by the community of Moonlight Rollerway in Glendale, California. A lot of people have been like, oh, 
are you guys with them because of the name? Um, but I actually didn't know about them until we had already branded. So I reached out to them basically to beg their owner, Dominic, to let me keep the name because we had already done all this branding around it which we totally worked out. Um, and yeah, we are a concept idea completely. So everything that we're doing is from the ground up. Which is probably terrifying and exciting and exhilarating. Yes. That's <laughs> who a have lot you spoken of to? Like, yeah. Like what kind of, who, who have you been in touch with? Uh, the rink in Chicago has given me a lot of insight. They are an insanely, um, notorious rink. I am from Chicago, Illinois, so I grew up knowing what the rink was. Um, Moonlight Rollerway in Glendale, California is another one of what I would consider to be my mentor. So I just, honestly, I was completely shocked when I discovered that there weren't rinks like this already because there is such a high demand. And people in the community that I have spoken with, um, a lot of skaters in Atlanta have given me personal insight, personal opinions, and they have all said, everyone I know has talked about opening up a bar and roller skating rink, and nobody thought that it was possible due to licensing. But I'll tell you right now, like insurance company, our insurance company that we're dealing with, it's incredibly affordable. So it's going to be a hurdle to make sure that we're um, compliant with the city and the state. But other than that, it's been it's been a pretty smooth process so far. That's wonderful. When did you start this process? January is when I started, when I was introduced to the world of skating. The end of February is when I really got serious about the rank. One of my friends screenshotted a tweet and sent it to me. And the tweet was like viral. And the tweet said, how come there's not a 21 and up roller skating rink that serves burgers and is open until 2 a.m. and beer? And I was like, at that moment, I was like, the time is now. The market is ready. The market is ready now. There are, we were looking at like over 40,000 people that had either shared or like liked the tweet. So it's like there are 40,000 individuals who think that this is a great idea. So I think that we could really open up the market by introducing a lot more people to skating. I like that you've consulted people from different regions too, that you, you know, have spoken to people in the South, people in the Midwest and California in the West. That's great. What other misconceptions? You mentioned that people think that the licensing and that the insurance were barriers. What other misconceptions have you found out there? Um, I think a lot of people, the main issue that I run into is the people who have been roller skating for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. And whenever I tell them about this idea, they think it's cute, but they say to me, a rink needs children in order to survive. And I agree that the traditional rink that you walk into, it absolutely does need children's parties, you know, that revenue, partnerships with the school district, it needs that to survive. But if you completely strip what you think a rink should look like, that carpet that immediately comes to mind, that smell, you strip it all and you make it more like a higher scale bar that has a huge skate floor and that will attract the crowd that is going to keep your doors open. Why Moonlight? What drew you to that name? 
So originally, uh, I had thought about like a Chattanooga sip and skate or some sort of something that lets you know in the name what we are. I was given a piece of advice from someone. Uh, she was like, she built, she's a business brand uh, builder. And she was like, uh, something that would be really beneficial to your brand is to not let people know what's happening. Create that, you know, little air of mystery. Like, what is Moonlight Roller Lounge? You're saying roller. So it seems like it could be something that has to do with skates, you know, roller skating. But you get lounge in there and that's not something that you're normally putting in with roller skating. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Sister Act? Not in recent years. Okay. So rewatch Sister Act and uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character. She's She works in the Moonlight Lounge. That's my favorite movie growing up. My cousin and I would literally sing songs. We would like recite the words line from line. So Moonlight Lounge, just the whole vibe of the Moonlight Lounge in the movie really just spoke to me. So I was like, well, we could add the roller in there and avoid copyright infringement. And so that's really how it came about. And then the name built the vibe around the place, if that makes sense. Um, And then we did that photo shoot. And I'm sure you've seen some of the photos that have gone with that. And I think it's really curated the vibe that we're trying to convey to our customers. That's awesome. No. And now that I hear you speak about it, it totally does give that vibe. It totally, as, as soon as I heard it, like it does have just such a sort of sexy grown up tinge to it. Exactly. Mystery. But I love how I love that the sister act aspect of it, like total left feel. And so like I don't want to say like like just so kind of silly. Like I love it. <laughs> like, right? like low key silly. Yeah. I, that's that's awesome. That's great. So are you going to do you have any intention to incorporate the Derby community? Like is that going to is there going to be like opportunities for like practice space? Because I know within roller derby that's also been they've been really affected every time a rink is closed. Often they've lost their practice spaces and that sort of thing. What do you how are you thinking of integrating them and creating those sort of relationships? So not just Derby. Um, I want Moonlight to be a home for skaters in the southeast, all skaters in the southeast. We've spoken with somebody and we plan on having a speed skating team. Um, so we have a coach in mind and that's one outlet we will have. I am very connected with our local Derby. They were in the our calendar actually the month of October. We did Breast Cancer Awareness Month because um, unfortunately they lost their coach to breast cancer early this year. And she it was an incredibly aggressive and rare form of breast cancer. So whenever I was planning this calendar, I really wanted to get the community involved. I reached out to somebody that I recognized um, from Derby and I told her like, essentially, look, hey, I know this is probably very raw for you guys, but I would love to have you come and model for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, be in our calendar and just get as many eyes on the skating community as possible. Just another outlet. Um, so I am in talks with the Derby. We are definitely going to do, we had a meet and greet with them at our event this past Friday. So they were there um, and they brought their Ask Me About Derby signs. That way we could try to get more engagement from the community. Um, but we will definitely be a practice space or a potential. Um, I'm not sure that our floor is big enough 
for us to hold any sort of bouts there, but we'll do meet and greets, after parties, you know, anything that we can do to get us involved. That's wonderful. And like, I was looking at your uh, stories from that event. That event looked so cool. So it was fun. Yeah, that looked amazing. We're really trying to just convey to people all across the United States that you do not have to be a tall, thin, blonde, high-waisted shorts, you know, tube sock wearing roller skater on Venice Beach to be a roller skater. There are communities, I mean, not that that is not an important aspect of roller skating, it is, but there are other communities out there that need attention aside from our Venice Beach or, you know, our Miami Beach skaters. There's more. Mm -hmm. There's more than that. How would you like people to help? What is what what can everyone do to support launching this with you? What would you like to see happen? Um, really, our Kickstarter is our main push right now. And the Kickstarter, whether or not the Kickstarter succeeds, we will still be opening. Um, I planned on using the funds from the Kickstarter to build out our website and to, it's a fabulous marketing tool. So when you're taking on a business that's the first of its kind, you face a lot of challenges. And those challenges are even more so apparent when you are a woman of color and when you live in the South and when you're 24 and a mother, just the things slowly start to pile up. So really, the more people that we can have in the community that can speak up and say why Moonlight would be an amazing place and why it's a needed addition to the skate community, sharing our Kickstarter, not just backing our campaign, obviously backing our campaign is the goal, but just sharing and getting the word out that we are coming. We are set to franchise. So Moonlights will be coming to more places than just Chattanooga. So I really want to warm the market that way, you know, when a Moonlight pops up in Houston or in Chicago next, people know, know what we are and know that we're coming. That's awesome. I love that you're so future oriented and future minded. Could you speak a little more about what it's been like being an entrepreneur who's a woman of color and a mother and younger, which are obviously not the typical traditional notions of who an entrepreneur is or looks like? I'll be honest when I say that Chattanooga is very much in what I call an old boys club. If you are over the age of 40 and you're a white male, your business could be anything and you will probably have more help than I have had trying to get to just this point. Um, The main obstacle that I face constantly is people just straight up not believing or taking me seriously. We have a signed contract with a developer. We have an LLC. We have build out plans with, you know, an architect. We have everything we need in place. And even though we have everything that we need to move on to the next step, I still have people 
it will be like, oh, what a cute idea. I would love to see someone, and I will never forget this, this uh, quote is coming from a specific person, an investor that I had originally approached and I was entertaining him. He had gone over all of my financials. He called me one morning and he told me, I think that the business idea is cute. I think that all of your numbers appear to look amazing. However, I would be shocked to see someone like you pull it off. And from that moment, the fire was lit. Um, he's the one, you know, that I've been, I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm going to prove him wrong. So it just has been, whenever um, someone hears me say what I'm doing, they immediately ask who else, who is the other owner, who is, I'm like, well, you're looking at our sole owner right here, mastermind behind me the operation. <laughs> all, all your girl. Just here we are. Um, and it's sometimes I just get so frustrated. People will say things to me like, have you thought about the insurance yet? No, let me add it to the list of things that I need to get done. I have not once considered the insurance of a roller skating bar. And that's the plight of any young entrepreneur. But when you are Black in the South, it makes it harder. People just completely dismiss you and go on with their ideas. But then my husband, who is white, will pitch the idea to somebody. And it's the best thing since sliced bread. So it's frustrating. It is frustrating, but it has given me a huge amount of patience. And I have, at first, I was so connected to this project that anytime somebody would say something like that, I took it very personally and it would hurt my feelings and I would think about it for days. And then I realized that at the end of the day, you truly cannot get your point across unless you get it done. If you want to show people that you're serious, you just have to do it. So I started living it. I was lucky enough to meet a gentleman who believes in my vision, wanted to invest. He's also Black. Um, and for Black people, skating is the culture. It's the community. Everyone Every black person, their mom roller skated or they were raised in a rink. It's the culture. And he owns the land that Moonlight will be going on. And it has been a black owned. The land has been black owned for hundreds of years, um, like literally forever or as long as it's, excuse me, been in Hamilton County. So we are, we're very fortunate in that aspect. We have had a lot of hurdles, but we have also had a lot of blessings just fall into our lap as well. That's awesome. And you're a first-time entrepreneur? I am. I uh, This is my first venture. That is so amazing. How have you prepared yourself? It sounds like you've you've relied on your community and you've definitely done your due diligence and are getting advice and feedback from folks. But how else? Like if someone were thinking of maybe starting up a moonlight in their own community or even entertaining those like pie-in-the-sky ideas, what would you tell them. As corny and um, as cliche as it may sound, manifest your dreams. The only way when you are a young entrepreneur and you have a brilliant idea, everything is against you and you will never be more ready than you are when that idea is so passionate and new to you because that's 
when you're going to have all the drive. And once you are, you know, deep in the process, sometimes you don't feel motivated. Your feelings are hurt or things haven't gone the way you wanted to or XXX didn't line up. And if you can't be motivated, you have to be disciplined. And that's really what it boils down to. Because there's some days that I wake up and I wonder, is this the right thing? You know, am I going to be able to pull this off? And in the times where my motivation is lacking, my discipline picks up. And whether or not I enjoy it or I like it, I push through to the next task. So my best advice would be for anyone who is uh, looking at becoming an entrepreneur or chasing their dreams, if you feel like everything is against you, it's because you're in new territory and everything is against you. Um, So you really just have to toughen up your skin and be able to harness that and use it to drive you uh, into the next tasks. I know you mentioned that you're sort of uh, kind of newish or back on skates after a while. Do you have a skate hero? Uh, I actually do. Her name is Cece Skate Fantasy, and she has this positivity, this light just glowing from inside of her. And she has a love for skating that is palpable and a passion for teaching and watching her students succeed. And I've been around other incredibly talented skaters, but she just has a charisma and just in addition to being a fabulous skater. She's also a wonderful teacher and she's a wonderful role model. And I think that she's somebody that can be modeled as you can be this amazing and still be so down to earth and so real and so positive. And I think that the world just needs a little bit more positive And skating is just such a happy-go-lucky thing that I try to avoid the politics of roller skating. And she's truly a role model for that. I think I I started following her as a result of like... Yes. Seeing her through you and on your event. And I was like, she's amazing. Is Cece local to Chattanooga? Or does she come from elsewhere? She's actually from Atlanta. Atlanta. Nice. And Atlanta uh, has a huge, huge skate community. Legendary too. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So do you have a favorite skate song or song to skate to? I do. Really, anything by the Bee Gees, but more than a woman by the Bee Gees is my song. That is my jam. Um, if, the, if the Bee Gees come on at the rink, I'm shutting it down. Nice. I love it. <laughs> that better be like your opening song, like your, best, your first song. You already know. Song. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have been joking uh, to my team. I am lucky to have a very wonderful team that's working for free right now and we always joke that we're gonna like call everybody off the floor that way the staff can you know do a rollout once a night and that's gonna be my song (laughs) you're manifesting it i I can see it already (laughs) we're putting it out yes if you could have anyone get on eight wheels who would it be living or dead so i i'm a political science major i'm very involved with politics I would love to skate with Michelle Obama. Okay. I bet she would be I, like, I know. I, 
I know she's got to have it in there. Like I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, one of the, one of my dreams who I think is like slightly realistic because of his affiliation with United States is John Legend. So John Legend, if you ever see this, please come to Moonlight Roller Lounge in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We will be ready for you. I'm uh, I'm so glad that you mentioned United Skates. I was going to say that movie, that documentary, like moved me so much when I saw it because on the one hand, I had no idea about that deep connection to the African-American community and how strong and vibrant current day skate culture is. And yet we're having all of these rink closures. When did you see that movie and what, what were your thoughts? How did you feel? So I saw it um, in April of this year, whenever I really started on you know the journey, I just started just absorbing everything that I could in the media about skating. Um, So obviously I came across United Skates. And at first, whenever I watched it, I was just, to be honest, shocked. I couldn't believe that African-Americans, Black people in the United States were being treated like that over the size of their wheels, Hmm. over the type. I just, I couldn't fathom it. And I had never seen it in practice. So it had never really clicked with me until a few weeks ago. I, my husband and I, we normally skate at our local rink on Tuesdays because even though it's not an adult night, the adult crowd has claimed it as their night. So we go up Tuesday nights because it's generally low child traffic, you know, with school being back in session. So that's when we go. So one Saturday, my husband and I, a few weeks ago, we were out for dinner, and after a few drinks, I was like, oh, let's go to Hamilton Skate Place. It's going to be so much fun. I keep my skates in the car, so I was ready to go, um, and we get to the rink. First time I had ever been there on a Saturday, and there were cops there. I'd never seen cops at my local rink, not one time, so I was like, why is there a cop car in the parking lot? So I get in there and it's predominantly black people in there. The music is all clearly for black people, all hip hop and rap stuff that you really can't even skate to, you know? And I went up at first to make a request and he was like, sorry, we're only playing. I tried to play some BGs. Try to play some BGs, and they were like, "No, you didn't." No. <laughs> yep, they were like, "Sorry, Adrian, no more, uh, no more, more than a woman like, tonight." Excuse me, Mr. DJ, do you happen to have more than a woman? <laughs> excuse me, and they were like, "Ma'am, this is a Wendy's." No, they're just like, um, uh, "Today we're only playing rap and hip hop," and I was just like okay, well, can you play like old school rap and hip hop? He's like, yeah, as long as it's rap and hip hop. So I am a very outgoing person. Um, And also I had already had a few beverages. So as I was skating around the floor, I see the cop and I just hopped off the floor and I was like, oh, so why are you here? (laughs) I have never seen a police presence at Hamilton Skate Place. And he was like, have you ever been here on a Saturday? And I was like, no, this is my first time. He's like, well, then you would have seen me here because we are here every Saturday. And Saturday is the predominantly black night. And I was floored. And that's when it hit me. Oh my God, 
this is it. This is the urban night. This is the hip hop night. This is the whatever night that United States talks about. This is it in practice. The night where it's all rapid hip hop, Saturday night, almost everyone in here is black and there's a cop here. As if there's not a bar across the street that the cop could be at where there's actual liquor and things happening where a police presence would be needed. They have a cop there to watch the black kids. And at that moment, I was just like, wow, this is why everyone's so damn mad because there are actual crimes happening in Chattanooga. And instead, taxpayer dollars are being wasted on a police presence at a roller skating rink that doesn't even serve alcohol. Ludicrous. I just, that experience, I was sort of starting to dwindle in my, um, in my roller gospel faith and in what we were doing. And that just completely like relit the fire. Isn't and, that something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Wow. So, so this is definitely, it's, it's obviously a business endeavor, but it's also a social justice en- endeavor. It's also a community building endeavor. It's, it's something that you're literally doing for the culture too. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I say that all the time in jest, but also completely seriously for the culture. Yeah. Backtracking a little bit also and kind of switching gears, you mentioned your skates. What do you skate on? I scare, uh, skate on a pair of Moxie lollies, strawberry lollies. My, my current favorite wheels are my luminous glitter wheels. Um, and I just have the stock plate that the lollies come with. But um, I'm not sure if you know the name Chris Nelson. He is a everyone in the South who skates knows Chris Nelson. He is sponsored by Rydell. He's also our local custom skate maker. Mm. Um, so I am in the market for a pair of uh, Rydell 3200s. That will probably be my my next pair. Fancy. Exciting. I ask everyone who I interview, what is your self-care tip? What is your favorite self-care tip? So I try my very best. Oh, here we go. To spend at least 10 to 15 minutes a day in quiet. I am a mom of an 18-month-old baby. So that is easier said than done. So even if that means 10 minutes alone with my thoughts in the car or in the bathroom or in a closet with the door shut, Um, really just spending some time alone with yourself, reflecting on your thoughts, decompressing the day, um, all of the things that happened, um, all of the messages that I've received. Um, I really try to unpack those and really process those emotions. Um, That way, whenever I go to bed, I'm not just a mess of swarming questions. And then I also ask people, what is something that we should care about as a community? I like to ask for a self-care and then a we care about, (laughs) or we should care about. Sure. I think that it is very important for everyone, regardless of your race, your gender, If you are a roller skater, I think it's your duty to be aware of um, the trials, the tribulations of everyone else in the community. It truly is a privilege. Some people don't realize 
how lucky they are to just be able to head to their local rink and enjoy, you know, a free skate night. Not everybody has that opportunity. There are skaters who don't have an indoor rink near them. So they're spending all of their time uh, at tennis courts or at parks. So really, I think as a community, we really should try to protect rink owners and just kind of help spread the word to other people. That way we can keep the community alive and as vibrant as it is. Dope. And last but not least... (laughs) Who is your MVP? And that could be a person, a cause, a business, an organization, anything you like. Um, I would say my MVP right now is my designer. His name's Patrick Parker. Um, he has been working diligently for free. And I'm talking not just picking out furnishings. He, I designed our building on a napkin and he took it and turned it into architectural plans, which should cost somebody thousands of dollars. He did that for me completely for free um, and continues to work to make sure that Moonlight is able to reach its full potential, even though we are on a very limited budget right now. He is truly just done so much work to make Moonlight possible. So he is my MVP. Yes. Great. Adrian, thank you so much for talking with me. This was so fun and congratulations on everything and keep on keeping on. You're doing great things. You're doing amazing things. I'm so glad that you're in the community and that you're, you're helping keep this community alive and thriving. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. And I cannot wait uh, to link back up again in the future and to update you on all the progress our rink has made. Great. Yes. Thank you. I would love to hear it. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you did like it, please feel free to hit subscribe and share with a friend. We're available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Play. And before I sign off, here is a sneak peek of a special episode coming up soon. Peace. We are number two. We're number two. We're number two.